0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 137. (laughs) A lot of apologies coming at you at the top of this show. The first being, uh, I did have to cancel our shows in D.C. and Northampton on November 6th and November 8th. I am beyond sorry about that i truly am it's never my first choice to have to cancel a show it was work related uh there were contractual issues there's nothing i can do about it we are rescheduling those dates and we will have those rescheduled dates for you soon you should be able to use the tickets that you already got uh, for the new date hopefully you can make it Um, but if you're mad at me i understand but just know that i am pissed at myself that it happened Uh, even though there was nothing I could do about it. I am taking on your anger at myself. I apologize. I really, really, really do. Uh, but we'll do our best to make it right. And then I'll give you more, more details in the next episode of the Nerdist Podcast on that hostful episode dropping this week. And we'll, we'll talk about a little bit there. And now that I've apologized for doing something terrible, my book is coming out tomorrow or today or yesterday or months ago, whenever you listen to this, ultimately it's November 1st, 2011 is when it comes out. So it's available, uh, should be available in stores. It's available on uh, uh, any of your uh, fine purveyors of digital book technology. Uh, Also should be able to get it on Kindle and Nook. And there is an audiobook version in iTunes as well. So it's called The Nerdist Way. You probably heard me blab about it before. It is now available. So uh, check that out. Um, I would like to thank, as a returning sponsor for The Nerdist Podcast, GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting now with HD Faces by Citrix. So you can collaborate with anyone around the world face to face in high definition. Online meetings become a snap because you can see with crystal clarity what some jerk on the other end is trying to sell you with his with his lies, with his mendacities because his eyes will be that clear to you. Uh, it's available for Mac or PC, totally easy to use. You just need an internet connection and a webcam and you got yourself an online meeting. Uh, Use it for whatever you want. You get a 30-day free trial if you go to GoToMeeting. Hold all the meetings you want for one low flat rate. Phone and voice over IP conferencing are included for free. So visit GoToMeeting.com and enter the promo code NERDIST. And now the last apology uh, of this uh, disclaimer parade. This episode of the Nerdist podcast was recorded with one of my favorite people, Veronica Belmont. Amazing, amazing young woman. Brilliant. Nerdy. Fighting the good fight. And we recorded as part of uh, SF Sketchfest Fest uh, does summer nights. Usually they, the festival is in January, but they do some shows throughout the year. So we recorded this at the California Academy of Sciences in August. And I've held on to it for a long time because the audio is messed up, <laughs> which you will hear when you listen to it. So there's no need to email me and say, hey, the audio is not awesome. I know it's not. Uh, but Veronica's great. And I didn't want to let this episode not air. I... Tried to fix it. I gave it to Veronica to try to fix as well, and it just is what it is. Um, We used the docent mics at the California Academy of Sciences. The live show was really cool. There were about 200 people, and we were in a hall with a bunch of. uh, There were like, it was a mixture of like live animals and then uh, taxidermied animals as well. It was an incredible night, uh, and so. I'm just going to put it out anyway um, Veronica's going to be conducting a Q&A With me at the Apple Store on Stockton In San Francisco for the book release On November 1st And uh, again, like I said, she's super awesome And so, here it is uh, Hopefully the content will Allow you to see past the fact that The peas pop all the time in the mics And that it all just sounds really high endy. But I got so, like, nerdy about And OCD about hey, It's not perfect, that I held on to it For a long time, but you know what? I want to put it out now because uh, Veronica is just that awesome. So here it is, the Nerdist Podcast Number One Thirty-Seven with Veronica Belmont.
1: Now entering
0: Nerdist.com. thank you. Just have to make sure. Hi. Oh, hey. Hello. Hello. Where's our little recorder? Oh, is it on? Oh, it's recording. Is it? Oh, no, it's not recording yet. Oh, yes, it is recording. Oh, splendid job. I went over there and tried to micromanage already by trying to hit the recorder and you've done a fantastic job. What is your name? Daniel. Daniel. Please have a hand for Daniel. Welcome to my evil hall of stuffed things. These animals were once alive and had lives, and I murdered them and put them here behind glass. Merely for my amusement, because I'm wealthy! Um, Thank you for coming. This is really amazing that they're doing this at the... I've not been to the California Academy of Sciences. Have you guys been here before? You have. It's absolutely incredible. I went... uh, Not that anyone asked, but I like to talk about myself. I went to... uh, when there was an interim museum uh, in the city by the 101, I went there and saw this amazing exhibit on ants. Huh? <laughs> ah, ants! <laughs> and, but this is um, this kind of beats ants a little bit uh, being here in African Hall. Uh, I'm very excited about my guest tonight. She's someone that uh, I've known for a couple years and. Someone that I have talked to many times about, oh, we've got to get you on, there's always been a scheduling problem. Uh, her boyfriend's actually been on the podcast before. We've never gotten her before, so I am super thrilled. Uh, if you know Revision 3, if you know Techzilla, uh, or if, you, if you're just a fan of nerd things, then you will certainly know Veronica Belmont! Wow! Hello, Veronica Hello. Belmont.
1: I brought nice too much to stuff you. with
0: me. I know I brought my bag too. Okay, let's stick it back there. Because
1: um, I know how you people are. Yes. Welcome. Thank you.
0: Hey, you've been you've been to the California Academy of Sciences before, right?
1: I have. I actually came on um, opening night
0: Ooh. when it first you
1: know for the very first time, and that was
0: super cool. Oh, you San Francisco nerds are so awesome. You get to go cuisine. We
1: got a lot of cool stuff, yeah. And then I think I came back once recently to um, just walk around and check it out and go up on the roof and see all the cool
0: stuff up there. Oh, it's a
1: beautiful awesome. facility, I think. It's, and this is actually one of my favorite rooms in the whole place, too.
0: African Hall. And you walk right outside, and there's a bunch of rays and yeah. all sorts of fishy things. And um, I think what you're hearing bleeding in right now is the erasure exhibit. Uh, LAUGHTER Where they've actually got Andy Bell on Did they
1: taxidermy them too?
0: They taxidermied erasure, yeah.
1: So not much different?
0: (laughs) It's pretty funny. There's a docent. What you're seeing now is what they called in the early 90s a rave. It's a bunch of like stuffed kids with Dr. Seuss hats.
1: That's funny, but it hits too close to home.
0: Let's not go there. (laughs) Were you a big raver? No, no, No. no.
1: that's not on the internet, so it's not true.
0: No, of course not. Where did you, where did you grow up, Veronica? Uh, Connecticut. You did? Yes. Did I?
1: Yeah, nutmegger.
0: Now, I feel like, I feel like I might have heard, but the internet lies sometimes, uh, did your mom work for Coleco? Yes. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, she was, uh, all up in the Coleco, ColecoVision, Cabbage Patch Kids when they came on, yeah, I had a lot of lot of toys around the house when I was a kid. I'm not, not humble bragging, but it was... Because <laughs> both parents, both of my parents worked in the toy industry. So I was like their little testing subject at home.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Do you feel like you influenced a wave, a generation of Cabbage Patch Kids?
1: Absolutely not, no. <laughs> the Cabbage Patch Kids are actually still all wrapped up in their creepy little boxes in the basement of my mom's house.
0: Like a serial killer would have. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit like that. No, but they they were fun. I mean, Xavier Roberts was a cool guy. Although he did sign his signature on a lot of small child's butts, I guess. Like, you like like real that? kids? No, no the, the pa- dolls. Cabbage patch yeah. Dolls. yeah. Like that's kind of weird if you think back on it.
0: Better than the vaginas, let's be honest. Uh, better than their vaginas. Can you say vagina in the California Academy of Sciences? Well, I mean, technically.
1: That just happened,
0: so. It is a scientific term.
1: <laughs>
0: right. I, the music out there—it's like I want to pound on the wall and be like, "Could you guys please keep it down?" We're when did you sh- realize
1: that you're like, like the old person in the neighborhood? No, I mean, like I'm having that right now where yeah. I'm like, "Oh." crap, I'm that guy. I'm that guy who's, like, pounding on the walls and yelling at people in the backyard and being like, it's 1130 on a Saturday. What are you doing?
0: I, I, yeah, I have this new character. Actually, it's not so new, but I call him Impatient Prick. And Impatient Prick has no tolerance for anyone. And, and he gets impatient with people just for, like, I was when I flew, I flew from New York to San Francisco yesterday, mm-hmm. and a woman sat across the aisle with two kids. And the, and the minute she came on, I was just like, God Damn it. Like no. they hadn't even done anything yet and I was already mad because you can't set babies on vibrate and you should.
1: I have so many airplane stories, it's kind of horrifying, but not as bad as that guy who peed on the 12-year-old recently. Did, Did you hear about that? Yeah. The, the U.S. ski yeah. guy? He yeah. oh, who man.
0: dashed his chances. Well,
1: apparently that's a thing now to pee on airplanes. I have not yet experienced that myself.
0: Didn't Gerard Depardieu do that yes. as well? Yes.
1: So anyway... There, um,
0: there's apparently, there's footage online of Anderson Cooper losing oh,
1: it. Oh, I posted that on Google oh, you Plus did? today, okay. yeah.
0: Because <laughs> he says, he starts laughing at Gerard Depardieu, like, as in duty, and he just, start, he just fucking loses it.
1: He can't, yeah, he can't hold on after a while. I can totally understand, though. Uh, I got a lot of comments of people being like, this is supposed to be serious news. Like, I can't believe a serious broadcaster would, you know himself by going into poop and pee jokes
0: Bitter internet messengers i I don't believe it doesn't
1: exist what no but there's a thing in san francisco going back to the old people in neighborhoods thing called uh uh, nimby have you guys heard this not in my backyard oh yeah that's the new thing who the
0: fuck has a backyard in san
1: francisco
0: (laughs) (laughs) what kind of millionaires do you hang around
1: so nimby's are the new yuppies in san francisco yeah
0: so, but I, but it's going back to the kid thing though, do you feel like I feel like traveling has influenced me to against having kids? Anytime oh, I've soon. turned into
1: a horrible person. Right? Traveling. Because
0: yeah. you you really you that's when you see kids at their worst, and I and I try to be sympathetic because of the parents. Like, obviously, it's hard for them, but it's like, look, you guys fucked each other, so I don't know. Like, it's your fault. <laughs> but Mike Furman and I were on a plane once, and the couple across the way had three kids. Uh, two of them were lap kids. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Uh.
1: So you can actually get, what, one, two, three. You can actually get three kids with two adults in the same row of seats.
0: Yeah. yeah. You can have
1: two lap kids and then a kid in the seat as well.
0: Oh, just a sloppy joe of That's awfulness. That's like a yeah. whole lot
1: of badness right well, there. Well, they, yeah.
0: they had a toy train. And it was the only thing that would keep their one, um, what I determined later, awful child uh, (laughs) quiet.
1: Awful child one and two.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the only way the kid would keep, it was either, the kid would either scream, or you would hear the same little train song over again, this... (MUSIC) (istles) I can recommend
1: a very nice pair of sound uh, isolating headphones if you would like. Them oh, it from just Bose. fuck it
0: cut right through everything. The Bose, yeah, like I'm sorry. but if Bose were smart, they would be like kitty stoppers. Like they would market them that way.
1: Like like the, the specific frequency range that children squeal at. Yes, I don't think they're masking that in, no. the, in the phase cancellation.
0: and they and they need to. And and again, um, if you have kids, uh, I I don't. I apologize that you had kids. Don't apologize. Uh,
1: <laughs> I do not. Not on an airplane. I'm sorry. It's, it's every, woman, every woman, and man for himself in that situation.
0: I know. I was flying back from Boston once, like six, six, it was like six and a half hours back, and the woman next to me was probably in her 50s and she had a kid. So it was either some weird science experiment or it was a grandchild or she was kidnapping him to take to it, <laughs> take to it like the the delinquent father who was on the lam. I had built this whole narrative around it and. Uh, <laughs> And the kid, the second we sat down, and I had the window seat and she was right here, the kid just, ah! like, it's screeching. And I almost, I wanted to get off and change planes, but they, I they, couldn't. They can't do that. Um, and, uh, and I just sat there the whole time, and the woman was like, he's just crying. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, crying is like when you're watching the end of Bridget Jones, and you're like, that's like so the- beautiful. You know, like, <laughs> this I just was, got something in my eye. <laughs> these were, exactly, these were primal screams.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had a kid, a, a little girl, She's probably about five or six, and she just kicked the back of the seat the whole time. Like that.
0: Does something happen with... Do, any, do people here have kids? A couple people have kids? Does something... <laughs> where the fuck are you? you. Get out! No. Take your hell's bond from my sight! <laughs> so, do you, do you, does a thing happen when you're a parent where you just get numb? Because... You just can't manage your child all the time? What happens? You become hyper-aware
1: when you're around us. Oh, really? You do? No, it's more
0: like... Right. So so
1: this woman with the kicking seat child, I actually... Well, yeah, because you're a decent human being. (laughs) And I I went to the bathroom, and I came back on my way back, and she was behind me, and so I knelt down next to the mother's seat, and I was like... I'm really sorry, but could you please ask your daughter to stop kicking the back of my seat? Mm-hmm. And she she looked at me like she wanted to rip my eyeballs out. Oh. Like, how
0: dare you right. talk to my child like that? Yeah.
1: And so I sat down, and then the kid kept doing it. And so finally I had enough, and I just I turned around and looked between the gap at the child, mm-hmm. <laughs> like directly in her little hateful eyes. And I was just like... Yeah, you know, I, I can't really replicate it now because I'm not that angry. Right. But it was that look like I'm going to come over there and your mother is going to be very, very sad when you end up but you can in still, a parachute.
0: You know what? You can still mess a kid up like if you just turn around before the parent can do anything if you're yeah. just like, I will eat your dreams. Like, the kid <laughs> can't, at that point, there's nothing the parent can do to erase that from the child. <laughs> Scarred. Yeah. Scarred for life.
1: We'll never actually ride an airplane again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. You solve
1: the problem for future generations. I'm just doing everyone
0: a favor. Yeah. So they don't, the kids That's don't. That's
1: really all we're trying to do here <laughs> by terrifying your children. There is
0: a lot of child hatred on this episode of the Dirtest Podcast. <laughs> because they run around like olive baboons, which are on display right here in African yeah. Hall. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, I, I want to talk about how, you know, how you got started, what your environment was when you were growing up, how you, you know, um, obviously. Uh, all the sort of nerdy things you're into, I'm, I'm guessing or have been a lifelong pursuit. Yes. So you, I'm a, a little bit older than you. It was not awesome when I was growing up in the 80s to be into nerdy stuff. It was not at all. But I think you probably grew up more in the 90s, right? Well,
1: I was, I was born in the early 80s. Right. Oh, so my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, and you're a grown person. That so I would like weird. to think
1: it's my formative years really right. in the 80s anyway. But yeah, like I mentioned, my mom, um, I had a ColecoVision. I had an NES. I had like, you know, every progressive gaming console and system mm-hmm. up until that time. I think the only console I skipped was the Sega Genesis. And that was because, don't get upset, that was because my best friend down the street had one. Oh. So I just went over there and played it.
0: I love Sega Genesis.
1: Yeah. That was
0: Sega Genesis Golf was a game that I played so yeah. uh, endlessly mm-hmm. and it really when you look back at it now you're like really
1: but i have, I, I have very fond memories of being a kid, and um, like my my best friend across the street, her dad had a computer, and my parents didn't have a computer until a little bit later. My dad did engineering stuff, so he had a laptop later um, but they had Leisure Suit Larry. Yes! Oh my God! On their computer! Suit Larry. And I was like, I had no idea what it was. All I knew was that I had to get the encyclopedia to answer these questions about like history and shit that I didn't know, so I could get into the game. And that was like half of the fun was trying to answer the questions to get into the game, like the childproof questions. Yes. And so, yeah. Just we like did some that. sort
0: of a bridge troll to a sex kingdom. Right. <laughs> Pay the toll. Um,
1: And so that was really fun. And then, yeah, we did CompuServe and Prodigy and then eventually went the AOL route. And I was really addicted to chat rooms. And and do you remember um, Microsoft Comic Chat? Yeah. Anyone? That was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life.
0: All that stuff I think is so interesting because, and maybe I've talked about uh, this on the podcast before, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But um, the early days of consumer internet. Yeah. AOL, very, very walled garden, and then after a couple years, AOL started to fall off because people were like, oh, no, there's a whole different web experience that you can have when you're not surfing AOL. I actually
1: remember the exact moment I figured that out. I was watching TV, and I was watching Discovery Channel, and they had an ad for discovery.com, or for for more about this program, go to discovery.com. This had to have been like... I feel like early 90s at the very... Oh,
0: the 1900s. Oh,
1: back in the day. Just <laughs> <laughs> and so I remembered the URL, uh, discovery.com, and I was like, how do I get to that? How do I get to that through these portals that I'm using? I didn't even think of them as portals at the time. They were right. just the internet. Mm-hmm. And, um, or they were just Prodigy or AOL. And someone's probably going to correct me about the dates here. I know there's someone already on Twitter <laughs> being like... <laughs> yeah, they do They, that. they wouldn't have had a discovery.com in 1991. Yep. Um, but I, I know that was when I figured out there was more out there.
0: Yeah, and so we, we sort of drift, we drifted from AOL and we realized, oh, there's this wild kingdom of web, this mm-hmm. webverse is out there and we can access it all with AltaVista and Webcrawler and all these... <laughs> and, then you, and then, but now it feels like People are want to drift back into the walled garden, uh, it's you know, like what, Facebook with, or with like Facebook, Facebook or, or like just totally. app-based culture, mm-hmm. and it's like we drifted out a little bit, and we're like, ah, the water's too deep. I want to go back. I want to go back.
1: <laughs> I'm scared and alone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where
1: are my friends and family?
0: What do you think? Oh, that guy had it. Web crawler. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking told you. If anyone brings that shit up again today, like three times a day, people won't shut up about web crawler. <laughs> so sick of hearing about it. Uh, Dumb little spider on the search bar. Fuck that guy. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, yeah. So, what do you what do you think? It, do you think it's just that you know, a, a, as everyone becomes kind of a child, like 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 an internet citizen or web citizen, that mm-hmm. uh, people just want shit just handed to them?
1: I don't know if it's an easy kind of thing that they're looking for. I think it's more of a reconnection kind Mm -hmm. of thing. They're like, okay, now my family and all my friends are actually figuring out how to use this stuff. Now I actually have the ability to share this crap I'm finding, these cat videos and these, you know, (laughs) these whatnots, and I can show it to my uncle who lives in Kentucky or whatever.
0: You used to have to fly to someone's house and put in a VHS tape of cat videos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The good old days.
0: (laughs) The good old days. You actually had to... You actually had to make a zoetrope of a cat <laughs> with a yarn, and you had to hand deliver it. Uh, cat zoetrope. This
1: is a whole new industry you're coming up right now, like yeah. old time. Well, there are old timey lolcats. That's the thing. What? That's like a separate branch of the meme. Yes. Oh
0: my god! Like, like people are ma- people are finding old timey lolcats, or they're making ones that look old timey. They're
1: finding old pictures of cats, and either like re re them? Right. I don't know what the, <laughs> what the correct terminology is there, but they're somehow bringing, like, the old-timiness back into, into the meme. It's like retro lolcats.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, or they find, like, early videos of cats and, you know, do voiceover for them.
0: Like steampunk lolcats? Basically,
1: we're running out of shit to do. <laughs> yes.
0: Boy, that cat is having a tough time with all that brass. <laughs> he cannot stand up on that at all. No.
1: The goggles, they don't fit. Yeah, They're no, the claws. Them. The goggles are not comfortable. That cat can't even move in that leather coat. He's just dragging. And don't even try to get him on the dirigible. <laughs> no. You try mixing cats with dirigibles, it's all
0: over. That little cat's building a Wayback Machine so he can... But, uh, but wh- we digress. <laughs> oh, this show is all about digression. Um, when, when did you start? Uh, when, I know you went to Emerson.
1: I did, yeah.
0: Uh, what did you study there?
1: Audio radio with a focus in new media.
0: Really? Yes. So when was, what, wow, what, what year was that?
1: Um, I, I started in 2000. Okay. Yeah, so I graduated 2004. Great. And um, unfortunately, audio radio and new media were in the same like school like the same
0: family. Couldn't be more different. So
1: I right. So I couldn't I couldn't like minor in new media studies. I okay. had to just kind of take all those classes on my own accord. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into um, sound production and studio recording and um, and then I just liked new media stuff. So I was taking like HTML and Java stuff and and just kind of getting my 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 hands dirty with that kind of that world because I was really into computers and really into computer games. Mm-hmm and thank God World of Warcraft wasn't out at that time, because it would have been all over for me right away. Well, it was, it
0: just wasn't online. Yeah, like, it was I just was like
1: Warcraft 2 or yeah. great stuff, yeah. but I was in. Um, I was playing Black and White 2 at that time. Do you guys remember that game? Dude.
0: Alright, I'm people. waiting for
1: the reboot on that one. Like, whoa. Like, if they, it hasn't been announced, it's not real. I'm making that up. I would love I'm, for it to happen.
0: I'm waiting for a Zork reboot. Like, I always loved <laughs> the Zork games. I loved all the, Zork, the text-based Zork games. Uh-huh. Like, a, my, when I was in... Um, when I was in grade school in the chess club was also the computer lab, and we had all these, this should date me a little bit, they were, they were Apple IIe's. Uh, that was an old kind of computer, Veronica <laughs> Belmont. Oh, the screen with letters would light up lime green. Um, <laughs> we ate dirt. Uh, and we had we had cats with leather coats when... <laughs> goggles would laugh at us but uh, there were these text based Zork games and in the, in the late 90s the Zork kind of had a, a, a reboot and they did this game called Zork the Grand Inquisitor which is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. but they just haven't re- rebooted the Zork franchise since.
1: I used to run um, I used to run a BBS when my parents would go to sleep at night because I had to take up the phone line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so we were Did you connect at 2400 baud? 24? Fourteen <laughs> four. Come uh. on.
1: No, but um, it was it was fun. That was my little way of interacting with the world. Because you could actually get in rooms and, and play like muds and stuff with people. And that was... Fun.
0: It was good, you know. It was uh, it, it was it was an interesting time of discovery, and now I feel like goddamn kids today. They just everything's handed to them, everything's handed to them online. But it's but you've been doing podcasts. I mean, I feel like I feel like kind of an asshole because I started my podcast in two thousand ten, and you've been doing <laughs> you, I know you've been doing podcasts since two thousand five, since people were really saying what's a podcast.
1: Yeah, well, that was kind of how it, it was funny how what I went to school for kind of turned into the perfect like like perfect case scenario for what I ended up doing mm-hmm. because I, I went to Emerson, I graduated, I moved out to San Francisco, I didn't have a job or anything, so I was doing temp stuff. And then I saw a job listing on Craigslist for a audio production intern for CNET. And I was like, this is perfect. This is like, oh my gosh, I have to get this job. And so I basically threw myself at them. And I was like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, you know, I'll, I'll work for free. I don't care. Just let me come in. And they actually hired me as an intern. And originally I was just posting like webcast stuff. So like, you know, white papers and kind of boring businessy style stuff and webcasts online. And then uh, my boss at the time was producing a brand new show over there called Buzz Out Loud, mm-hmm. which was their first big podcast test that they were doing. And the host was Tom Merritt and Molly Wood. And um, he eventually left to go work at Oracle. And he was like, well, I'm leaving. We need someone to produce this show. Do you want to take it on? I was like, heck yeah. And so I, I saw
0: you've started to make the F
1: yeah i don't know is it okay to swear on the show
0: i have been swearing like i'm not in a museum
1: all right i never know because i'm on so many like family friendly shows or like pg style shows and then we, we, we like have an like explicit NSF tag w on our show we have an
0: explicit I, yeah. tag on our show so okay. you can't so i mean like, Fuck yeah. yeah exactly you don't have to you don't have to swear it up but this event is 21 and over and right. uh <laughs> and, yeah exactly um
1: but anyway, yeah. So I started producing the show, and then I, um, I I started talking on the show, and the talking led to being the third co-host, and hosting that show led me to um, start other podcasts there, mm-hmm. and then at one point I was I was hosting four shows and with other people as well, and producing eight.
0: Oh my God! What was, what was the podcast landscape like in 2005? Just in terms of you know what were your audience sizes, and you know like how.
1: Well, just as a comparison, I mean, I think when I first started really, when we first really started doing Buzz Out Loud, it was like, Ten thousand an episode, mm-hmm. and it was daily, and so that's that's pretty low. But we definitely grew the numbers year for year. I think when I left, they were getting way over a hundred thousand per episode. Wow! And um, hopefully, they're not going to like sue me for saying that or something. but I don't know why.
0: And it's funny, people are so weird about. They're their very numbers. guarded like, about numbers. I don't know why yeah. anyone gives a shit. Like you know, yeah. there's but that
1: was that was four years ago, four or five years ago, and so they they're still doing that show. They've mm-hmm. had like over fifteen hundred episodes at this point Jeez. now. I think. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I, I got my start in podcasting. But there were already people doing it. I mean, I was listening to the MacCast and Geek News Central and, um, you know, the, all the stuff Adam Curry was doing at the time.
0: The podfather. The
1: podfather, <laughs> yeah. And
0: That's what he calls himself. Do you guys know no, really, that? really, it's
1: what he calls himself. Adam
0: Curry, who I didn't realize... Years and years ago, I saw a special on well uh, the MTV VJs. What are they doing now? And... <laughs> You know, and then they, they went and interviewed Adam Curry's hair. And, um, <laughs> and and there it was behind a desk, and a voice was coming out of it, and the voice said, oh, I'm doing this thing called, you know, I'm, I'm helping to build these po- yeah po- podcasting. But this, but I feel like this might have been in like 2002 or 2003.
1: Mm-hmm. It was around. I mean, it was definitely happening. Yeah. I, I didn't really get into it until I left college. I didn't really know about it until I think I got, Yeah, until the first year I lived out in San Francisco. And then all of a sudden, I just kind of threw myself into it. I mean, I even remember we were complaining that iTunes wasn't recognizing podcasts as a separate thing. We're like, well, we have RSS. You can just pull it in as an aggregator. And then when they launched the podcasting section, then everyone started freaking out all over again because they're like, well, now they're going to have the monopoly on podcast distribution and no one's going to use anything else. And while there are still other aggregators out there, it really has pretty much been you know iTunes. Yeah, I think Zoom, iTunes, extent, I think iTunes are res- is
0: responsible for about 78% of our uh, yeah. of our podcast Downloads.
1: Yeah, so it's been, the landscape has definitely changed, and people are still asking that question of, is this a legitimate business? Is this a legitimate form of entertainment at this I point?
0: I fucking hope it is, because <laughs> I've been putting a lot of energy into it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, whatever you call it, you know, web TV, web series, like, like online radio shows, like talk news, like it's I all wish there was different a better name flavors of the same thing.
0: You know, I, uh, I you don't, don't mind? I like it. I just feel like okay when I it. ask someone, I'm like, you ain't going to you my podcast <laughs> like i always i wish i don't know like turbo radio i don't know i just wish there was i wish there was something that had that had more balls to it than than podcasts but but that is that is the that is the thing i and i don't know we talked a little bit about this before where you know it's like i i don't i don't know if it's if, if launching a bunch of podcasts is really a sustainable business model but it's fun and it's it interesting fun. to put stuff out there and i, and I think that's it feels like that's kind of the best reason to do anything. It's sort of, like, it's kind of I think it's yeah. like the nerd mantra of like, do this because it's fun and this, mm-hmm. it should be in the world. I
1: think all the best podcasts are really the most niche shows. Yep. Like really the stuff where the hosts and the audience are obsessed with whatever they're talking about. You know, we've had, we found that with um, the, the, the show I do for fun, Sword and Laser, is um, just all sci-fi fantasy nerds. Yep. And that's all we talk about. And we have interviews. We're having Hodor on the podcast this week from Game of Thrones. Yes. Hopefully he will say more than just Hodor the entire time. <laughs> 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 and uh, like we do it for fun, because we love it. And that that I think is what makes really great content is when people are having fun and love what they're talking about yeah. and share that passion with their listeners and, and that's what makes it awesome.
0: I've been listening to Leather Pussy, which is a steampunk lolcat podcast.
1: You're definitely gonna need a more like badass name for podcasting if you launch that one. But
0: <laughs> I love, uh, and then you sort of... Ear assault. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> I like it. We that should do terrible. it. terrible. Ear but assault. But we, we should just do it. We should just do one episode of it and just make people think it's going to be a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's just literally steampunk woke. Oh, fuck, those lizards are alive. I didn't realize they were alive. Oh, my God. They trick you. They trick you. Half the stuff in here is decease. And then all of a sudden, African reptiles. Yeah. I got tricked by the penguins too. Oh. They're alive. Those huh. are live. Those are live penguins. Or wow. incredibly awesome robots. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't That freaked me out just Best to see robots. Just a large thing. Oh. He's watching you. Did you guys see that hey, at the, the museum there. where all the animals come to life at night? <laughs> It's happening right now. This room must be off the hook, man. <laughs> but uh, do you, when, did, you, did it ever occur to you to do anything else? Or did, I feel like you, can't, you sort of came up at a time where it was very feasible to pursue kind of nerdy interests as a career. And it was very difficult to do that before. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to go into music. I wanted to go into sound recording. And I wanted to do field production. Right? I knew I wanted to do something in an entertainment you know, but I never, never really considered being like an on mic type of person, where I actually was the one doing the talking. What about on camera?
0: When did you, when did you start no, to make that job? That
1: was, that was uh, maybe two years into my time at CNET, where I was, you know, I was hosting the shows, but they, I wasn't doing any on camera stuff. It was all audio podcasts. Yeah. My boss at the time, Mark, was like, "Hey, you know, you, you know what you're talking about. Do you want to write a script and and try doing something on camera?" And I was like, "Okay." I was <laughs> kind of nervous. I was like, "Oh, I guess." And uh, I think the first video I did was called, Give Your PC a Mac Over. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And I'm, I'm literally sitting there at a desk. Like, I don't know how to stand. I don't know how to sit. So I'm, like, hunched over, like, this is how you do with a thing. And we had a teleprompter, and I didn't know how to use it. So I was just kind of, like, I had to stop every, like, three sentences. Because I'd be like, oops, sorry. I was like, I don't know what to say next. This
0: is a turn to camera. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that.
1: Uh. (laughs) But it was fun. I got into it. And for a long time, I had to actually edit my own videos. So that was a learning process, too.
0: But you still do this because... um uh, in the room, I was talking to you and Ryan and your, and your uh, boyfriend Ryan Block, who's also here uh, as well somewhere. I think he's here, right? Ryan Block. Yeah. There's Ryan Block <laughs> in the middle. Ryan Block <laughs> of Um And so, I, we you and I were sort of talking about like control freakism, and oh, I said, yeah. I only just like a month ago stopped editing putting together all the podcasts myself and you said oh yeah I don't yeah I don't
1: I don't edit Texilla, which is the video show because we have hired people that do that at vision three but I do edit sword and laser every week and it's fun for me because I get to you know I still love doing that kind of work and it's fun and I get to edit all my fuck-ups out (laughs) of the show so that's also a
0: but benefit. that was really hard because you say you do that one. You're not in the same room.
1: No, yeah, we have like these epically long pauses sometimes when, like, when we forget like who's supposed to talk next or who's going to introduce the next segment. So we'll just—it almost goes on so painfully long. I think he's disconnected, and I host it with my friend Tom Merritt, who I used to do Buzz Out Loud with. It well as well, and um, so I just edit those out. It's not that big of a deal. But we have like little intro segment clips for our, for our different parts of the show, and and you know we edit in interviews as well so
0: do you like sort of it's not that hard no well (laughs) but it is time consuming especially if you want to be creating stuff to have to do kind of all the menial Mm -hmm. like clerical stuff but uh, do do you do you what's your goal do you want to be like a tech correspondent for, you know, CNN or CB or do you like just sort of building your own little universe of things that you can that you have more control over. You
1: know, it can it can go either way at this point. I would love to do something, you know, TV would be fun and great, but it's not it's never been my ultimate goal. Um, I just want to do something that I really care about and love and that I'm really passionate about, and if that means I have to do it myself and make my own stuff, then that's what I'll do. But if I can find cool awesome people to work with, who are similar, you know, like-minded, mm-hmm. similarly, <laughs> <laughs> like-minded, then that's also a huge benefit.
0: It's, uh, it's funny, there's, you know, when people say, like, how do I start a thing? Like, there's literally no excuse for anyone who no, wants to make a thing anymore. No. Like, software's cheap, uh, computers are cheap, yeah, you if, can you, just if you go go already make have thing. a
1: computer, I mean, there's really great vocal mics that you can buy. Like, even just getting like an like a, an SM57 or something to record on, or a 58. I forget which is the vocal mic and which is the 58,
0: 59, whatever it takes. Yeah, uh, that's a Mr. Mom joke. Uh, I think that movie came out the year you were born. Oh, my fucking heart. Oh, that hurts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's it's so easy to do now, you know. There's I I basically the sword and la- laser process at this point is we record the show on Skype. I maybe paid $15 for Audio Hijack Pro to get mm-hmm. all the audio in. I use a free program called Levelator mm-hmm. to totally normalize all that, the audio. Yeah. Um, I use Audacity, which is a open source audio editor.
0: Yeah, know you yeah. sneered at me a little bit, and I was like, I had it on GarageBand. You're like, really?
1: Like, what did I do? <laughs> why are you
0: why are you judging, judging me? Judging you. I know.
1: just do all the ID3 tags in iTunes, upload it using Spin Express, which is an extension of um, Mm archive.org, and then they host all your stuff for free. I mean, it might not work as well if you're getting like a million downloads, it might slow it down a bit, but for the numbers we're doing right now and the audience we have, it's fine. And then, yeah, just upload the feed to iTunes and you got a podcast.
0: I always put you in the same kind of bin with like... uh, there's, There's a bin of people that I feel like are really early adopters who like really... Like just the fact that your Twitter handle is Veronica <laughs> I mean, that's that's like that's like having a two digit license plate really like yeah. that guy's had a car since there was a car started. Um, what was it that originally drew you to Twitter, and how did you find out about it and?
1: um I found out about it because. I I had kind of heard through the grapevine a little bit about the service, but I had kind of been ignoring it Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then one night at CNET, we had a a new tech event, SF new tech event, where a lot of different startups come and um, show off their latest product. And, And Biz Stone was actually there showing off Twitter. And as he was going through the demonstration, my friend Niall was there, and I think Ryan was there too. And as he was going through the demonstration, um, do you know Om Malik? He's mm-hmm. a blogger for GigaOM, or the owner of GigaOM and as many other sites that he does. He's great. I saw that he had his name up there as one of the people that was using Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if OM's doing it, I got to try it out now. This is serious business. This is going to be something. And so I signed up, and I think that was October of 2006. And I just tried to get Veronica, and I got it. And, um, I, I pretty much think that my first five posts were about sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) and and then it just kind of went from there. Yeah.
0: And, but social networking, I think for all of us has been really the thing that's helped sort of hold everything together and sort of get, I mean, now I, I can't even imagine having a podcast or website or anything else without having you know, a, a microblogging service or just like something to get it out to, to large numbers, right. numbers of people. Um,
1: it's so weird how your, your uses for different social networks change over time. You know? Do you know what I mean? Like I've been using Twitter for so long, but now I'm using Google+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So now everything I think is really cool, I post on Google+. Plus, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm neglecting Twitter. I should go back to Twitter. So you have like a Twitter. you have
0: like a tiered hierarchy of yeah. social networks that you go, oh, sandwich goes back to Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So all my food-related content is going back on Twitter, and everything else. Now.
0: I am on Google+. Plus, but I have, I've been so busy that I haven't really gotten into the like I want to try the hangouts thing and I formed a couple circles and I have people that have me in oh, their man. circles and, but what's, what's your favorite part about it?
1: Well I did a really fun hangout with a few other people um, in the tech industry like uh, Gary Witta and Will Smith mm-hmm. from Tested and uh, um, a few other people from over there and basically the whole thing we did the entire time was show off our pets. so like we were like oh look here's mr. little jeans he came to say hello and then and then gary got his dog to come over and we were like holding we had all of our cats held up to the screen at the same time (laughs) we took a picture it's actually on my blog right now i think it's the top post (laughs) and i'm like this is what cats make progression in the internet world you bring the cats Everyone else will come.
0: I wanted to show you my Roan's antelope, uh, which I... That'd be awesome if everyone was like, oh, here's my cat, here's my fucking dog. And you're like, oh, uh, Roan's antelope, motherfucker. Bitches. Yeah. I have a Jackson's chameleon. Um,
1: I like how you're just picking names from
0: things. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I don't actually know any animals. That's, so that's just, the laziest. Oh, a lol cheetah right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, adorbs. Uh... <laughs> I gotta put you in a circle on the Google Plus.
1: You don't have me in a circle yet.
0: I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. Shit. I know. I know.
1: Is that like a super faux pas to admit to someone that you haven't encircled them?
0: Yeah, it is. It used to be I'm not following you yet, and we are like, oh fuck. But now it's like we're not in a oh, circle. Oh, you know what the
1: worst thing is? What? When you when you really like like someone or like really want to like chat with them or something. And they have the
0: worst tweets. No,
1: and you go to like send them a direct oh. message or oh. something about something, and, and you're not, like, they're not following. Yes.
0: You. Yes. And it's just like the
1: big like. I've
0: had that too, and you and you. Then you
1: re- you question everything you've done in the past, like six months. And say, what's
0: funny about that is I have a fuck ton of followers, but you have more than I do. And just the fact that we would still be like, oh, I'm that sad. one person's not following or me. me. <laughs> Could there be anyone with worse problems than me? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> 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 no, it's so true. But that's you know, and that but that was one of the things that that led me that that made me really love Twitter right off the bat was that I noticed that all the nerds had the most followers. And it wasn't really until, like, Ashton Kutcher jumped on Twitter and Britney Spears and, you know, like, Oprah yeah. that they all, like... But, like, all, you know, all, all the nerds, you know, you and Ryan and, and, and Will Wheaton and, uh, um, and the... Yay! And, uh, Oh, we were... Okay, um, okay, 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 okay. Just from an older podcast, Next Generation, if you... We talked about this a bit. If you eat something in the holodeck, does, okay. it, does it vanish... <laughs> If you eat something in the holodeck, there's a couple different theories on this. Mat- Matthew Myra believes that, the, f- that the, the atoms just dissipate. They go away uh, mm-hmm. when you leave the holodeck. Other people say, no, it's a food replicator. Well, if it's,
1: yeah, it depends, I guess. Do we know if they're using actual replicator technology inside of the holodecks? Or are they using, or is it food that is... Do we know this? They are using... We, so it will not dissipate from your stomach after you eat it. It will stay.
0: So you, you can get fat on the holodeck. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's the name of your show. You can right get fat on the holodeck.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> can yeah. you? But okay, 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 okay. What if you? <laughs> what if you design in the holodeck a machine that would replicate food that would dissipate into atoms once it got but into your system? why would you want to do that? What? That's the
1: old like. Can you replicate like a million replicators? Instead yes. Of replicators. Yes. That you grows. know, like if a genie like,
0: gives you a wish, always wish for a million wishes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've, I've started reading that genies have caveats about that now. They do? They won't do that. Yeah. Oh,
0: boy, well, in the old days, it was so easy yeah. to trick those smoky fuckers. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's all over now. But, but yeah, the holodeck is, is so fascinating with that. I, I, the replicator is my number one future tech thing that I want to exist. Yeah. In my lifetime.
0: I don't know if that's going to happen. Shut up. I'm sorry. Although, yeah, I don't know. Although, you don't
1: know science.
0: <laughs> I know science. Uh, I'm intelligent, but I, I was, I was reading that, uh, I was reading on VentureBeat that IBM built this thing called Synapse. They're designing this thing, which mm-hmm. basically it will be the closest thing to AI that I think that we have. The yet.
1: closest thing to AI.
0: I think so. Yeah. What that does that
1: have to do with my replicator?
0: Well, because if, if they can do that, then they should be able to, they should be able to build a food replicator. But what would be involved? What, what would be involved? What would, what would you need for a food replicator? Do we, have, do we have existing technology right now that you could sort of piecemeal together? So, I mean, we're at the Academy of <laughs> Sciences. So, are, I'm the first person to ask this question in these walls?
1: All right, so a replicator works by just t- p- taking atoms and it <laughs> basically has the blueprints of all the things. That, that's not the only thing I had like, like to figure out. Yeah, like MakerBot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, is MakerBot really just a prototype replicator?
0: I think it is. I mean, that's really what it is. You're uploading. Have you
1: asked Brie about that? The what? Bree. I <laughs>
0: have, I actually have talked to Bree about it. And yeah. uh, MakerBots are really awesome. They're basically they're basically these consumer like for, like for they're not high. They're not super expensive. They're they're for like you know low end consumer um, 3D printers. And mm-hmm. so you, you, you sort of, you get the synthetic material and then it prints out. You know, layer by layer until you have your thing. Yeah. And there's a whole site where people have uploaded basically the, the, the software blueprints for different th- items that you can print out. So we out. could
1: just crowdsource the replicator recipes? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. If, you could, if you could make that synthetic material edible, then there's no reason that you couldn't add like a fucking flavor tube and throw some, you know, beef and onion on there.
1: But everything looks so, it looks so real and appetizing like that's yeah. the next level I, I think we can make like shit food but like <laughs> like flavor shit food
0: yeah but how do we get it
1: to like 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 you know beef bourguignon
0: i don't know i just i long for the day where where, some, where it's like the bobby flay food replicator and it's like <laughs> as soon as it gets to that level of consumerism then i feel awesome. like i feel like that's where that's where. i feel
1: like nothing cool enough is happening in my lifetime like what, there's a lot of cool stuff. You got but the, all the fucking stuff.
0: internet. What are you talking
1: about? But <laughs> I want.
0: You, you, you got the thing that literally changed the way that humans exist in your <laughs> lifetime. But I mean, it's so funny how spoiled I mean, we are as even. consumers. They're like, oh, oh my I'm iPhone's my great, throat, but. 5 megapixel camera, whatever. Get this last year's model. It's so funny how instantly we become spoiled.
1: You're really making me sound like a brat on this no, show. No, no, not at all. I just want my Star Trek technology. Is that <laughs> so much to ask?
0: No, but I really feel like there must be a consortium of nerds somewhere who is, who is actively working to make that happen. It, there yeah. must be. There must be in this world. I know
1: scientists are pretty nerdy. They must have, you know, I'm, I'm sure enough of them have that kind of like sci-fi
0: yeah. will to yeah. kind
1: of look into that stuff. Yeah. But I just want to see something close to it.
0: It's like their alternative fuel source by day, yeah. food, food replicator by night. That's gotcha. what they. That's what they come home and neglect their life with. I was all about with.
1: transporters until I realized the whole, well, you die and then you're not dead anymore thing.
0: Right. Wait. What? That's. Oh, you mean you die when they when your molecules are disassembled? Yeah. And you're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that 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 whole thing just kind of turned me off to it.
0: You don't like you don't like being reassembled. I don't want to
1: I don't want to worry about that. I'm too high strung.
0: But you wouldn't. I mean, it would happen in an instant. You wouldn't realize. Just be like, yeah, ah, I'm know. in another place. Like that's how fast it would be.
1: Or no, I'm in another face with my arm sticking out of my forehead. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: like i always dreamed
0: <laughs> so what uh wh- you know wh- where do you see the feet because it's funny i didn't meet imi- are, are you waving goodbye
1: Margin Bye.
0: Call. you what call are okay. you serious oh no all right get out of here don't come back
1: <laughs> you crazy kids
0: bye see you later they, they probably band? got really turned on with the holodeck and they're like, we better get home and take care of this business. <laughs> <laughs> they're not still listening. I, I said I mean.
1: something about a marching band.
0: No, he said margin call in Hong Kong. Like he oh, was
1: Oh, like business.
0: No, 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 no. That's that's a euphemism for sex. Like,
1: oh. Oh. Margin yeah. call in Hong Kong. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Here comes China. Really, China was the sexiest one you could...
0: Uh, that was his, not yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. He said Margin Call in Hong Kong. Right. That's, that's probably... Fair enough. Um, but uh, wh- wh- where do you see... I mean, one of, the, one of the reasons why I didn't immediately hop on the Facebook train mm-hmm. was because I had been, you know, I had been burned by, like, Friendster and, Fa- and MySpace uh, and Tribe. The great My Friendster
1: exodus of 2002. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. I was like,
0: well, you can put songs on MySpace. Oh. Uh, Just songs and Dane Cook. Like that was pretty much MySpace. (laughs) And then, uh, and then MySpace turned into an Ed Hardy store, and everyone left it.
1: No, MySpace turned into like the GeoCities of social networks. Yes, yes. Like blink tags and like. MySpace.
0: I feel like MySpace turned into if there had been like some weird uh, apocalypse in downtown uh, Tokyo, but -hmm. then there were no people, but everything was still flashing (laughs) and just walking around going. What civilization was this? <laughs> Underwear in a vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I was like, ah, Facebook that'll that'll never cuz I like, what do you think it was about Facebook specifically that really crawled under the skin of of just like a- average web consumers? I
1: think it was that, that initial feeling that you were belonging to a small exclusive group. Mm-hmm you know, you were like, oh, I'm friends with all my college friends, or I'm friends with the the people at my office, and we have our own little network, and it felt kind of insulated from the outside internet, and I think that made people feel a little more comfortable, Mm -hmm. and then it was just so stupidly easy that you could be like, mom, just get on Facebook, she's like, okay.
0: Yeah, it's really stupidly easy for me to expose all my personal information, uh,
1: (laughs) That's the hard part, (laughs) keeping them from doing that.
0: I'm, you know, I probably should care more about that stuff, but I just feel like I am so tethered to the web at this point. It was really
1: cute, actually, the other day. I did a Texilla daily tip or something, and my email address showed up in yeah. it. And um, I got, like, four or five emails, like, that day, being like, hey, I just wanted to let you know your email address is in the video. And I was like, thank you, but that's totally public information at this yeah. point. Like, it was, it was fine. It was actually the address I used for my Google+, Plus, so I wanted to get out there so people can find me if they're looking for me on there. Um, but, yeah, it's weird how... We're such a culture of, of like paranoia at this point. Like It's good and it's bad because people kind of have their, their tinfoil hats on. They want to protect themselves from the evils of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, they're like freely exposing all their personal information and credit cards without checking to see if it's a secure website right. or, or checking to see who's actually getting this information. Um, but... So it's weird. It's like a give and take. You know, people are are, are scared about the wrong things sometimes, and they need yeah. to be paying more attention to what they're actively putting out there, rather than what they think people are trying to actively steal from them. So,
0: what was what was the tip?
1: Oh, it was just a. It was just like a. I don't remember. It was like I was oh. I was um, showing how to make the Google Plus bar show up on all your other web pages. It was like an extension, uh-huh. and so it just shows the black bar on top of like a
0: Firefox extension, extension Chrome. or a Chrome extension. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. It whatever. Shows the, right, the, the bar on top of everything. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving out Chromebooks. I, I, mean, I don't want this to sound like an advertisement, but... On Virgin America? On Virgin America. Yeah. Give, there's like these Chromebook stations, mm-hmm. and you can just get a Chromebook, and they'll give it to you, and then you can um, yeah, you get Yeah, and then they're free... going to
1: give them the children. What's going to happen then?
0: Oh, oh my God. People should swap their kids for Chromebooks.
1: That would be so amazing. <laughs> be here when you get back. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They'll be fine. Chromebooks
1: are so much more useful! Um, No. (laughs) But, like, the the fear thing really drives me crazy, too, because it's really preventing, I think, our country from moving forward in a lot of really cool ways that other countries have already started doing. And, yeah, there's worthwhile reasons to be concerned about a lot of the security stuff. Like, RFID, for example. Right. Like, Japan has been using, like, near-field communication stuff for ages, for Mm -hmm. buying stuff, for going on the subways, for doing everything. I can't
0: wait till we get that shit. I thought it was gonna be in the next iteration of the iPhone, but yeah, I think it's, not. It's
1: starting to happen, but people are so freaked out that their information is going to get swiped from them just by walking by someone that right. they the uproar has caused it to kind of not happen. Right. And it's stuff like that that's preventing us from really jumping forward into the next technology age, in my opinion.
0: Have you ever been to a DEFCON? No, I haven't. I went to I went to DEFCON. DEFCON is a hacker convention, um, and uh, I went to it in Vegas a couple years ago. And it is fascinating, and they... You know, like they'll have this. They have a wall of sheep, which is basically all the people that are accessing, uh, you're like you're using the public network, right. and it exposes. I mean, it blacks out their personal information, but it just shows them it's like how. Pro
1: tip: If it says free public Wi-Fi, don't, don't ever get on it. Don't use it.
0: Ever, ever it's get tough. on it? Yeah. Um, and then you know they have this really cool thing called Lockpick Village, which is which is a physical, like they're physical locks, like locks and keys, and it's people picking all these sorts of locks and it's just sort of. The parallel of being, mm-hmm. you know, nothing is—not to freak anyone out. Nothing is perfectly safe. Right. Like it really is just how much time someone can noodle with something before they'll actually get well, into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean,
1: there was a big thing at Def Con about the um, that nine-year-old girl who found all those security kind of holes in—well, not really security holes. She found some some holes in like uh, cell phone like game software. Mm-hmm that could, you know, you could give yourself more money or more resources just by turning the clock back in a Uh certain way. And it's stuff like that that makes me really happy because not only is this a kid who's like really getting into computers and getting into hacking and getting into learning the ins and outs of everything, of all the devices and tech she's using, but she's a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, and that's, not only do more girls need to get into science, technology, math, this whole area, but it's so cool that she's so young and she's already so much more advanced than anyone was at that age that I knew you know
0: it used to be the bit you know it's funny like <laughs> did anyone watch the Jetsons <laughs> all right so the, the big the big silly jokes on that show were that George Jetson pushed buttons all day at work and his yeah. kid Elroy is taking calculus and like that's kind of happening it's sort of it's sort of I still want my I still want my sassy robot made but I don't have yeah. that yeah
1: Rosie right Rosie yeah Rosie yeah she was awesome
0: that was really before they understood anything about like microprocessing, so everything was just really big,
1: like really, <laughs>
0: really. All the, all their machines were really big.
1: Well, how will they? How will the robot like bring you a beer if it's? I guess you could do a tiny rolling. Just get the, a Roomba. No, 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 no. Just train your Roomba. You'll be good. No, no. The, the <laughs> you can do that.
0: You totally could. Yeah. I've always wanted to. Uh, uh, I wanted to put. Um, A camera on the top of a Roomba and then just have it chase my dog around the house? (laughs) uh,
1: No, the new thing is to actually put cameras on dogs and cats and then set them free.
0: Just like out into the wild?
1: Like a live streaming cam of your cats' activities. (laughs) I'm really (laughs) sorry this (laughs) keeps coming back to to cats. I mean, (laughs) there's a few things in life that I really harp on.
0: Are cats, cats are, one of them? Cats
1: are one of them. Do,
0: you, do you, you like cats or you don't like cats? I do. Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, you do like cats because I saw. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you do like cats. I got two. What kind of? What are their names?
1: What are their names? Yeah. Mr. Little Jeans. <laughs> and and Devo. <laughs> Devo's the, the girl cat.
0: The Deevolution band? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And where did Mr. Little Jeans come from?
1: He he came. They both came from the pound. They're both rescues.
0: No no no. The name Mr. Oh. Little Jeans. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ryan named Mr. Little Jeans, actually, but he's a character from Bottle Rocket, I
0: believe. Oh, right. From the Wes Anderson oh. movie. Oh, yeah, I actually, remember that there's movie. There's actually like
1: a musician now named Mr. Little Jeans, and so Mr. Little Jeans gets all these replies to his Twitter account.
0: Oh, uh, that's really awesome. No,
1: I've it's re- not awesome. My no. cat has a Twitter account. Oh, no. <laughs> that oh, was the thing I was ashamed
0: of. No, listen, in the early days of MySpace, I made a, I made a, a profile for a yam. And uh, and it was just called Yam and uh, all these Vietnamese people joined. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making that up. And I'm like, guys, there's a picture of a yam in the profile. What are you not getting? Yeah. And it would it would say stuff like, God damn it, I'm not a sweet potato, you know, like it was it was
1: no, I, so I, I do a very similar thing where people say, excited to see Mr. Little Jeans on tour tonight in Atlanta. And I write back through Mr. Little Jeans. I say, I'm not there. I'm a cat. LAUGHTER <laughs>
0: Well, that, we didn't talk about it. just really quickly Google Plus. Like, what is what is the big what's the big selling point for you? For like, why is it so addictive to you? So
1: uh much? the comments. I just like being able to have all the responses in one place, and, and the ongoing conversation is really um, valuable to me. Like, getting instant not only instant feedback on what I'm posting, but also. Like, now people can talk to each other about mm-hmm. about the stuff, which it can happen on Twitter sometimes, but since most people have it so you can only see the replies of people if you're right. both following both of them, right. now it's a much more open conversation, and um, I just think the resharing stuff is really cool. The Hangouts are okay. I've tried them a couple times. I want to explore more of that in terms of, like, live podcasting type stuff, yeah. um, but... Yeah, I just like posting videos and animated GIFs. And
0: what do you think is going to be the thing about Google Plus that sort of puts it ahead of uh, Facebook?
1: I don't know. We're already getting famous people, like, like real, actual famous people. Like, I followed William Shatner tonight, oh. and it's really him, and he's awesome, and he signs everything, my best bill.
0: <laughs> just like on Twitter at the end of every post. Really?
1: You didn't notice that? No. No, it's awesome.
0: I'm, but I'm not following Shatner on, on Twitter. Well. I know. I, I, but I do love following Tom Hanks because he signs H-A-N-X at the end of all his. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Spanx. Like Spanx, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Do you, are, you, are you annoyed? with Because so, some people get annoyed because I have, I've actually just recently linked Twitter to Google+, and I have also have Twitter linked to Facebook. So that it just, like, I can just send out one, I can just... You're
1: not supposed to be able to do that yet. Did they open the API up for that? Did you find some kind of...
0: Um, no, no, they they, they they must have because it's in it's in one of the settings. You you go in... It is? And it says connect, like, there's a, there you can connect it to other networks and I connected it to Twitter. I don't believe you. I absolutely did it.
1: All right, all right, I'm going to check that out. I
0: absolutely did it. Um,
1: I'm not happy that that's happening, by the way.
0: Does that, does that, because I know some people, some people are very uh, social... Social network snobby in the sense, like if they're if they're on Facebook and they see an at sign, they're like, ah, fuck you, that's for Twitter.
1: Oh, oh, dude, I got <laughs> so shit on for doing a Follow Friday on Google Plus. Oh. I thought they were gonna fucking kill me. Really? It was like I got like a hundred comments of people just being like, what is this stupid? I can't believe you're bringing this stupid tradition over to Google Plus. This is supposed to be better than Twitter. Blah, you know how blah, you can blah, kill blah, blah, blah. I was like, just shut. Up.
0: You're just right back with, I can't believe you don't have a job. You know, like, why? (laughs) Like, that shuts anyone down. Like, oh. No,
1: it's, I have noticed a little more, um, like, nerd rage on Google Plus so far. But I think that'll taper down as it gets more popular. Google
0: does absorb the early adopters first. Um, I
1: mean, I get the nerd rage all the time, but... There's treatment for that,
0: but (laughs) does it it still bother you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Who's mean to you though? Like you're just nice. Like I don't understand why people attack nice people. Am I?
1: Yes. Um, I don't. I don't really have that much problem. Like it's not like a big thing I have to deal with every day. Like I, 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 tend, I I'm not very polarizing yeah. on any of my social networks either. So it's not like I'm giving people a reason to be like, you know, really angry with the position I've taken. Because usually I'm just <laughs> reporting on the news or sharing something funny. Here's or two fine. tips
0: on how to macify your PC and fuck Canadians. <laughs> what? <laughs> go on, I go. What?
1: Um, my few experiments into being polarizing have been interesting.
0: What, what was one example?
1: Oh, geez. Um, I did one recently, and now I'm having trouble. Oh, I well, this is not a really big one, but I, I complained about um, IE9 getting installed uh-huh. on my PC yeah. accidentally when I was installing Age of Empires online. And <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and I accidentally clicked, like, the OK, install Internet Explorer 9. Right. I was like, fuck! <laughs> And people were like, well, no, it's really nice. Like, you should really try Internet Explorer 9. I was like, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they really more ended up polarizing me at the end of that <laughs> scenario. It's like, stop following me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Internet Explorer. It's sweet that they keep going on with that. I mean... <laughs>
0: You'd have to be a multi-billion dollar company to really succeed. Yeah, you'd have to, to be. To really, to really No, but in.
1: in all honesty, I've heard it's a lot better. I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but there are some improvements.
0: Uh, you know, I, I jump back and forth between Firefox and Chrome. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like, I like both for, for, for different reasons.
1: I'm on Chrome 99% of the time, I would say.
0: It's pretty freaking fast.
1: Yeah. I like the extensions, I like the themes, I like the stuff you can do with it, it's fun.
0: So what, uh, now, Techzilla, is, you're still, you're doing Techzilla, and um, what what season, are, do you guys even have seasons, or how does that?
1: We've been doing the show, I've been hosting the show for, um, since uh, April of 2008, mm-hmm. so um, coming up on, you know, three and a half years, um, and they were doing the show for a little bit before that too, with uh, Jessica Corbin. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, now it's just me and Patrick and Robert Heron host the Wednesday episode as well. So we've got two episodes a week. We do help and how-to, product reviews, viewer questions, that kind of thing. And then um, I'm also hosting a show on the PlayStation Network called Core. Yeah. That's a monthly online video magazine that we, we talk to developers and learn about the new games coming out on PlayStation. And then uh, Sword and Laser.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, you talk, you've been talking to a lot of developers. Do any of them know how to plug security holes? What the fuck, you guys? <laughs> uh, that was a... I thought more people knew about that big security leak that happened. Which one? Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean the, the, I'm not allowed to talk about that. No, I
0: don't... Was You were not uh, <laughs> talking about that at all. Uh, that, that'll be one that I cut out the podcast. I'm like, I don't want Veronica to get in trouble, and I brought up the big security leak. So uh, yeah. I'll cut that out. That was... It happened. This many minutes in. Um... <laughs> I'll make Matt and Myra do it.
1: I didn't say anything. You can you can leave it in.
0: No 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 no. I won't. It's rude. Um, but uh, what do you, what's next? Like, why, are you planning any big things? Or you like you're, are you looking looking down the road at you know kind of where yeah, you want to take? A few everything?
1: Irons in the fire.
0: Are you okay? Did you have a stroke? I what happened? A little thing. Oh, oh my God. Well. We need medical attention. Somebody please! I got stung by a bee. <laughs> no,
1: um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at some new projects and fun stuff. You know, sticking with with Texel and everything else I'm doing right now and. And just trying to find more fun new stuff to do it's hard to fit everything in already with my schedule but i love taking on new projects and and doing stuff I, is- I definitely want to grow Sword and of Laser in a big way because i feel like that like sci-fi fantasy is becoming such a more like i'm happy it's becoming more mainstream with stuff like game of thrones and, yeah. and all the other stuff going on right now because oh my it's, gosh it's like my biggest passion and i want more people to be into it
0: i am so i'm i'm on a bunch of um Li- book lists. Uh-huh. Uh, this is going to sound like a humble brag, and I apologize, but <laughs> I get a lot of free books. <laughs> but wait, they are these weird sci-fi romance novels that in the old days would have, been fa- have had Fabio on the cover, but uh-huh. now, it's like, now it's like his contemporary counterpart, but they're like vampire romance and werewolf romance and witch romance and alien romance. If you want
1: some real good fantasy romance... Romance with a lot of steamy, steamy sections. Yeah. Jacqueline Carey, uh, Cushiel's Dart, and that whole series. Excellent.
0: I don't want any of that. No, you I don't shouldn't want me.
1: it. No. I don't Trust want it in my life. Trust me on this
0: one. <laughs> For reals?
1: For reals. Um, it's not like Twilight and, and shit like that. It's like legit, like really good story with some sexy time
0: oh no. it's not like why is this vampire crying
1: again no no it's um, not no nothing like that
0: oh man I've been you know I've been watching True Blood this season and I know I know I know it's my guilty pleasure have you watched are you watching I, I,
1: I read all the books yeah. and I just started watching the first season and I've been watching a few episodes into the new season yeah. because my, my girlfriends are watching it and I didn't want to be left out um, and I feel like I know like the basic storyline of of the books, but yeah. I know it diverges like pretty strongly from from the books. It was so. so
0: interesting. The first like four episodes of that show, mm-hmm. there was no almost no supernatural activity, yeah. and it was just more like, oh, it's an allegory for intolerance and blah blah blah. They're in the south. I get it, but I I want to see some more vampires. And then all of a sudden. Like, four or five seasons later, it's like, everyone's a thing! Like, yeah. I, I, I... I... No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, but I laughed out loud in my hotel room the other night, to the extent I'm surprised no one banged on the wall, when I heard the word We're Panther. And I was like, God, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Really? Now, I know, like, in the old... They're
1: not even just a passing thing, too. They're, like, a serious I know. character Which, element
0: I don't know the why. That shouldn't bother me, because my old, like, I think it was...
1: But anything can be aware. I know, I know. I, I mean, I still, have,
0: I still have my monster manual, my old D&D books and feed uh-huh. folio and stuff. And there's, there's a bunch of weirds in there. There's like owl bears and there's all sorts of weird mashup creatures. But just hearing the word out loud for some reason, is just like, ugh. I'm a
1: tiefling warrior. Are you really? I am.
0: you still playing?
1: Yeah. Oh. I gave, well, I stopped about six months ago. We had, we had a regular weekly night thing going. For how long? For about a year. You did? Yeah.
0: I had one going for a while and then it stopped. No joke, because our DM got a girlfriend. I'm not fucking Wait. kidding.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Google Hangouts for D&D.
0: Are you serious? You, uh, would that be awesome? Yes! Are you doing that? No, but oh, we should. What are we even still doing here? <laughs> uh, that is an awesome idea. I have to, we have to connect on, on Google+. I'm just Chris Hardwick. Um, okay. And I imagine you're Veronica Bellman. <laughs> yes. Um, before we, before we wrap it up and release you to the rest of the festivities, anyone, uh, any questions from the audience? Any que- oh, I see a question back here. Does this microphone work, Daniel? It does. Let me race back here. No, sir. Don't do any work. I'll come to you. <laughs> Please. I want you to be as comfortable as possible. Can we get this gentleman an ottoman and some tea bags for his eyes? Come back here. We got a nice avocado facial scrub for you. Uh, what's your name? My name's Blake. And uh, what's your question? So it's regarding uh, podcasting as a real business. I'd like to sponsor an episode of the Nerdist podcast, and I haven't been able to find any information on how to do that. Son, you've come to the right place. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to be well connected in those areas. Um, Yes, well, we should talk about that uh, after the show. Excellent. That'd that'd be really nice. Do you have a question for Veronica? That was it. Fuck. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, Anyone else? Yes, sir. You have a question. What's What's your name? Chris. Chris, what? Why would you leave? It's almost, we have to find out stuff. It's Adam. It's Adam's home. Oh, it's Adam. Oh, that's right. Adam's got a show. I'm so Please come back. I got I'll do anything. Please. Please come back to me. Uh, please. I'll, I'll be more present in the relationship. What do you need?
1: Great. Now they know Adam's going on. Way to go.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Quick. Um, since you're both um, uh, deep in the internet, what would you do if it went out? Um. <laughs> Why would you even say such a thing? <laughs> Just curious. I I don't I can't even I don't I, it's not I don't that I don't isn't. want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's an awful eventuality. Do you do you have uh, a plan? Um, I mean, I'm a no, not as such. <laughs> that's when we have to start making like lolcat zoetropes and then just. Uh, yeah, we'll just hi. start drawing them. Go. Okay, good. Um, I don't have an internet catastrophe plan. Uh, I just keep hoping like. You know, like, oh, that'll never happen. Why would that, why, why would that ever happen? I feel like we're so, if, like, if the web goes down, that means that there's some horrible catastrophe of humanity, and we probably have bigger problems to worry about than not getting on to Google+. Plus. sense, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. The internet really is, really is, like, the, the sixth sense yeah. that we have. Um, uh, good talk. I like, your, uh, I like your Doctor Who Series 6 t-shirt, though. That's really yeah, awesome. WonderCon. You got a at WonderCon? Yeah. I went to WonderCon. Yeah, I Thought it. I recognized you. Um, anyway, thanks for your question. I'm sorry we didn't answer it. Any other quick questions before we wrap up so you guys can go see Adam Savage, who's uh, starting his show pretty soon? Yes. Any chance Matt and Jonah can make it up here sometime? Um, <laughs> Yes, the only reason Matt and Jonah didn't come this time is because, as you know, Matt Myra has quit the Apple Store. Um, he's gonna be the, Matt Myra's going to be the new um, gadget producer on Attack of the Show, and tomorrow is his last day at the Apple Store. So he has one more shift at the Apple Store, and uh, he, they, couldn't, they couldn't be here. So uh, sorry to disappoint you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Veronica and I weren't enough for you. What do you want to do? Bleed me you dry. dry! What do I have to do? Um, but uh, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, thank you
1: guys Ver- so much for coming. Yeah, VeronicaBelmont.com,
0: uh, yes. Veronica on Twitter, VeronicaBelmont on Google+, Techzilla, Sword and Laser. This woman is all over the, she is the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me in thanking Veronica Belmont. Also thanks to SF Sketchfest, Dave, Cole, and Janet. Uh, and we'll see you over at the Adam Savage Show. Thank you so much for joining us in the African Hall. Enjoy your burrito! I said the thing! Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by GoToMeeting, with high-def group video conferencing. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com and enter the promo code NERDIST.